The views on a breath of fresh air podcast reflects the parties involved, and we encourage you all to use it as a conversational tool that will lead to personal studies of your own. Welcome to a Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your hosts, Earl Roberts and Nakaz Gay. As a young person, Christianity can be so foggy, like smoke in the mirrors and so unclear. But we're here to bring you a breath of fresh air. Elisha, stay here please, for the Lord has sent me on to the Jordan River. As surely as the Lord lives, I will not leave you. (laughs) It seems we have reached the river's edge. Ah, Let me take off my mantle and roll it up and I will strike the river. through on dry ground. Elisha, ask, what may I do for you before I am taken away? If it's not too much to ask, let me inherit a double portion of your spirit. (laughs) A double portion, you say? You've asked such a hard thing. Nevertheless, I'll tell you what. If you see me when I'm taken away from you, it shall be so for you. But if not, it shall not be. Very well. Chariot. I guess it's time. I guess this is goodbye! My father! My father! The horsemen and the chariots of Israel! (laughs) He dropped his cloak. thing. (laughs) Wait, I just saw him go up. So does that mean the double portion? I gotta check it out. Where now is the God of Elijah? Join us as we witness the extraordinary events surrounding the prophet Elijah and his devoted apprentice Elisha as they navigate the path between heaven and earth. Brace yourself for a captivating tale of divine encounters, supernatural power, and a quest for transcendence in the remarkable chapters of 2 Kings 2. All right, welcome back to another episode of A Breath of Fresh Air podcast. Here with your host, Earl Roberts. And <laughs> I jumped. I was like, look like you were distracted. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, hopefully everyone there is having a great week. Hopefully, um, yeah, you guys had a great week. Thank you guys for tuning in again. We definitely appreciate it. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. 
Um, share it with a friend. We appreciate all the engagement that we get. We appreciate the comments. Definitely hit a comment. If Even if you don't agree with us, we definitely appreciate all the engagement. Uh, check, us, check us out on our streaming platforms as well. Um, anywhere a podcast is available. iHeart, mm-hmm. Apple, um, Amazon now. Spotify, yeah. yeah, Spotify was like from day one. <laughs> yep. And a bunch of other sites that I can't remember at this time, but definitely appreciate everyone. Um, this is episode 141, I do believe. Man, we getting up there, close to 150. Getting old now. That's wild, bro. God is good. <laughs> God is good. 141 episodes, man. Like that's that's a that's impactful. That's impactful. Um definitely, hopefully, everyone enjoys how we our content style, how we break it down. I mean, there's some people who cover a whole book in an episode or in a podcast review or in like a Bible review, but you know, sometimes a chapter by chapter or two chapters or however however many we squeeze in. But I think it's I think it's good to our perspective on it. Um, again, we're not theologians, but you know, try to do our best studying and reviewing before these episodes. Yeah, but enough that, about that. It's a Bible study, you know. Go it's for it. Bible, yeah, it's a Bible study that we record. That's the way I look at it. And, and and I think it's important to look at it that way because, like you say, we ain't theologians, right? So a lot of times certain things might hit us right while we're on the point. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or we might have missed something during our studies and continue to miss it on the part. And so it's like, I don't, that you can't look at it and be like, oh, these guys don't know what they're talking about. Because at the end of the day, we trying to learn. And I feel like this is a tool for other people who are trying to learn as well. And that's how it would be if, you were here with us, you know, reading, and we was mm-hmm. studying the word together. It'd be just like this, you know, we making jokes, we talking, we dissecting, and we just having dialogue. Agreed, agreed. Um, man, weekly thought, like to me, I, I'd say like like when we listen to certain songs, and I, I could have gone a whole different way with that when I said that first statement, right? But I feel like a lot of songs we listen to, especially like religious songs, just just like break that distinction but it's like i feel like sometimes we like take the words for granted and i feel like sometimes we really should like internalize those words and reflect on the goodness of god and really reflect on the things he has done for our lives um and just you know take take the time to reflect i mean because god has definitely been good um you know we Sometimes we just listen to like, you know, gospel music or religious music or spiritual music, Christian music, whichever gen- genre you want to, you want to classify it as only on the weekends. So like, but even like during the week, you know, you play, you play a song, you're like, man, like this song really just hit me. Like, this is a song I needed to hear right now at this point in my life or at this point of my week, because I need to be reminded of the goodness of God. So uh, I just feel like, like, don't take it for granted. Like, actually internalize and don't forget to give God the praise on the glory that he deserves. Because, I mean, he's doing a lot for us even when we think we're at our lowest. Like, it could be worse. And God has a plan. We got to keep trusting in that plan. Amen, amen. I was reading something in the Bible, I feel like in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And it's really escaping me because I can't remember the story, but it had something to do with music and I was starting to develop a point on it. It might come back to me during the part, but I think it was very interesting because it was anyway, I don't even want to go down it because I can't remember all the points, but definitely music as a part of, you know, your worship and your praise to God is definitely a fundamental part in my opinion, you know. Mm-hmm. So this week we are in Second Kings 2, 2-2. Two, two. And as a recap from last week episode, we saw that last week I called it like the man of God come down. But we see our king... Ahaziah, wow, another week, another mispronunciation, <laughs> was uh, sick, oh, well, sick, or fell, fell through his second floor balcony through the lattice, and he wouldn't know if he was going to die, and so he sent his men to go inquire of of, of uh, Baal-Zebub and Ekron, a Philistine god, and God went to Elijah with a J, because it's going to be super important this episode, with a J and say, hey, yo, go to go to the king's man and ask him, like, well, why all go in there? Doesn't Israel have their own God? And he went, after he delivered that message, he delivered back to the king. Elijah went on top of a hill. And then some men, a um, captain and an army of 50 men came down and say, oh, if you're the man of God, come down. And Elijah's like, if, if, you, if you say I'm the man of God and I am, then let fire come down from heaven. 
So it happened about two times with a different with the first commander and the second commander. And the third commander approached Elijah more humbly and saying, Hey, I know you're a man of God. I understand the power that you wield. Please have mercy on me and my man. Long story short, just saying, like, yo, we just trying to do our job. And yo, please come. And then and then the angel of the Lord came to Elijah and was like, Yeah, yeah, you could go with this one. <laughs> and then Elijah definitely delivered the message to Isaiah. And he surely did die. Um yeah, that's that's a brief synopsis of the, of the, of last week's episode. Definitely go back and review it for for yourself. If you have comments, leave a comment. We definitely appreciate it. Um, but now this week we are in Second Kings two, and the story just really takes a shift. And it's interesting how like you know you go through the Bible sometimes like oops, hard scene cut, <laughs> <laughs> cut. If you ask me, in my opinion. This is where the book of 2 Kings should have started. This should have been, this chapter either should have been 1 Kings, the last chapter of 1 Kings, or this should have been 2 Kings chapter 1. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't way back in the day when they divided the, the scroll of Kings into books, so above yeah, they, my pay grade. <laughs> they probably really divided based on size. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, it is uncanny, though, because 1 and 2 Samuel, it ended kind of... Um, Kind of the way we were t- we were talking about, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of Saul, and now it's David time. You mm-hmm. know, Saul just died, I think, at the end of First Samuel, and so Second Samuel, David probably was in the cave. That's when he killed the the guy who claimed that he killed Saul. Or mm-hmm. So you can see a shift in narrative, but this kind of continues briefly. <laughs> <laughs> so. Right out the gate. And it came to pass when the Lord was about to take up Elijah with a J into heaven by a whirlwind that Elijah with a J went with Elisha with an S from Gilgal. And Elijah said to Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Bethel. But Elisha said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. Over Elisha is is a loyal is a loyal gentleman, you know what I mean. Uh, and I only saying that because, you know, right when Elijah first came and put his coat on, sure, mm-hmm. that was ready. So mm-hmm. oh, hold on, hold on, let me just let me just let me just deal with these last piece of oxen, and then I out. <laughs> you know no, what I mean? please let me tell my family goodbye. <laughs> right, right. Let me let me do that, and then we out for it. What, but what I find was interesting, too, is like, you know, we always have heard about, like, you know, growing up, the, like, Elijah is about to get taken up into heaven in a chariot, right? Mm-hmm. But it's like, you know, when, like, when it, at least when I was growing up, it sounded like, okay, this is like how, granted, it was a very supernatural event, so I don't want to minimize it by any means, shape, or form, right? But it's thought <laughs> like, because, you know, I'm about to say it's not like I'm minimizing it, right? Yeah, yeah. But it did, it's like it was common knowledge. Right, like, like no one was expecting this to happen. Like it just miraculously happened, which it did, which it did. But it's like, it was like, I like no one was like no one was waiting for it to happen. Was how I was my understanding originally when I was growing up. You thought you thought they walk in the city and the vehicle was just right there chilling. Yes, but I thought it was like walking through the desert. Yeah, I was walking through a desert and the and the chariot swooped down with the fire, and it was like. Elijah was like, okay, bro, it's my time, bro. Peace uh, out. Peace, peace. Peace. I the way I envisioned it was that the chariot was waiting, like no cap. <laughs> like, like they, he was walking one day. I didn't see this chariot, and it was like, all right, bro, this year, this you, this this year ride. You know what I mean? He said, Oh, oh, what? You know what I mean? And take <clears> him and gone. But you know, <laughs> I don't think that's our practical. No, and then I mean we we gonna we're gonna keep on going, right? But just the matter of fact that how the chapter started off. <laughs> yeah, it came to pass. The Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven in a whirlwind. No biggie. Like, yeah, yeah. it's about to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, in case you wonder what the punchline of this story was going to be, like in a movie, when the movie started, the climax, it was like, you might be wondering, how did we get oh, yeah, here? Yeah, yeah. And then they do the build up. This is our, you might be wondering, how did we get here? This is about to happen. Don't worry, but we can let you know, we can, we can build up there. Slow, but this, into it. this is going to happen. Yeah. And so now we see uh, go, you got something else. No, but that's funny though, because it is anticlimactic when you get the, the punchline before the setup. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the script the, the, the text could have started by saying, and once 
Elijah and Elisha was walking and this and that and the third. And then the Lord came to him and tell him, hey, you're going to go up today, you know, X, Y, Z. But it was like, no, this was understood mm -hmm. by all parties involved that Elijah was going to go. And then also it was other people that noticed this was common knowledge. So my assumption is that he was told and he notify everyone. And he oh, got the just been a prophecy or something like oh, that. A prophecy that hit a bunch of people one time. Yeah. You're hitting a bunch of people. Yeah, that makes sense. So now we see in verse three, now the sons of the prophets who were at Bethel came to Elisha with an S and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take your master away from you over today? From you, from oh, over you today. Elisha said, yes, I know. Keep silent. Silent, bro. <laughs> like, James say, hold your peace. Keep your peace. <laughs> hold your peace. Like, I know what's happening. Like, like y'all leave me alone. Relax, bro. You know when people just, they think they're helping the situation, but they kind of rubbing it in. You know what I mean? But I and can see all... them all. Go for it. No, go on, go on. Because, like, I always can see them being eager, right? Because, like, what I get from this, too, is, like, mm -hmm. I think the prophecy was Elijah is going to get taken away in a miraculous way. Like he just ain't gonna die normally. Like something good about something grand is about to happen in his death, but no one know exactly what. I think like granted, you know, Kings was written after the after the fact. So the chariot of whirlwind that might have been an addition after the fact. But I think granted, I could be completely wrong. But I think it was like the prophecy was Elijah was going to get taken away in a miraculous way. No hmm. one knew exactly what it is about it happening. Like Elisha, you know this is about to happen. Like we right. we we get message to this like, but you do you know you with him? Do you notice what happened? Elijah's like, bro, I know. Like, just chill, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Depending on what this keep silent mean, it might mean like, bro, you know, don't don't bring it up. Like, I dealing with this. You know what I mean? I about to lose my boy for real, right? Mm -hmm. Or it could also mean, bro, you making it hot. You know what <laughs> I mean? Let's uh, let's act like we in the Bible say act like you used, like act like you used to things. So they uh -huh. say act like you've been there before, even if you have never been there before. Keep you cool. Act you know like you belong, man. Act like you belong, bro. Like, that's <laughs> one of the two ways I see it. He either mm -hmm. like a little bit like, yeah, bro, yeah, it is what it is. I don't want to talk about it. Or it's like, bro, you're too excited right now. You know what I mean? Like, like let's just relax. And then now in verse four, we see then Elisha said to him, Elisha, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jericho. But he said, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. And part of me also feels like, you know, I don't know. I feel I might be reading too much into this, but I feel like Elijah, testing Elisha right now too. Like, how close are you going to stay with me in these last days? Like how, like, like how much do you want to be around me to gain some of this knowledge or something? Like, I just feel like he tests this type of shit. Because he's saying, bro, you could stay. You don't have to be here. Like, I know what's about to happen to me. You know what's about to happen. Like, you know, just this will just be the last time you see me, but you don't got to be here. Like, I'm giving you out. And Elijah say, no, I'm staying. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think Elijah is, Elisha is being a loyal guy. So even if Elijah was testing him, your boy passed it. With no, he passed it. He passed flying it. Colors. Flying colors. <laughs> <laughs> flying colors. So now the sons of the prophets who were in Jericho came to Elisha and said to him, do you know that the Lord will take your master from over you today? So we answered, yes, I know. Keep silent. <laughs> Keep silent, bro. Relax. Oh my. So then Elijah said to him, stay here, please, for the Lord has sent me on to Jordan. But he said again, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. And 50 men of the sons of prophets went and stood facing them at a distance while the two of them stood by the Jordan. Now Elisha took his mantle, rolled it up and struck the water. And it was divided this way and that so that the two of them crossed over on dry ground. This Elijah guy, but he doing everything. I mean, the last time we see him, the last time we saw the water parting, was with Joshua. Yeah. That felt like for podcast wise, that was like over a year ago. <laughs> uh think how much bucks have we have done since the water has parted. Yeah, for real. Cause when we start when we start on Joshua, I was just starting my job. That was mid-2021. Like we have done all of Joshua since then. Judges, Ruth, first and second Samuel, and first Kings. 
honestly, it's like it's been a while since the water passed. And in real time, this like couple centuries well. I don't think it and and you know, everybody live in their own bubble, so someone might definitely disagree. But I don't think Elijah is as popular of Bible figures, people in the Bible. As he should be. As he should be, like like compared to the, all all that he has done or all that is documented for him in the Bible. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, bro, the man resurrect. You First person resurrected that. Like for real, bro. Like, you know, pardon, pardon season. And this seemed normally just throw him mantle down type of situation. You prophesying stuff with kings. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You the um the earthquake and the this and the that, but the Lord was not in the the wind, and you know, a lot has gone, <laughs> a lot has gone down. Like King Solomon, very popular figure in the Bible. And granted, he wrote a bunch of proverbs and a bunch of um, uh, he wrote Ecclesiastes and stuff like that. So, and maybe he even wrote songs of Solomon. You know, it's up for debate. So I get it. But this Elisha character, bro, like, like I feel like before reading the Bible, the only thing I knew about him is, um. The, the the chariot mm-hmm. and maybe the widow with not even the resurrecting part the, the oil, oil the oil the and the oil, flower the that's the, the that's, flower. that's the popular story that he's here for them Dre. <laughs> that's the big one that's the big one the only bit i'll give elijah is that i know way more elijah's today than i do solomon's that's true <laughs> that's true i don't know if just because it's a cliche bible name not disrespecting anybody who i know who named elijah I think, I think, I think names have their runs, you know, because Noah, Noah, Noah having a big run in these past couple of years, but like, I think, I think I look it up in 2021. I think Noah was like one of the most popular baby names in 2021. You know what I mean? Like, like, <laughs> I, I think, I think Solomon though, I think Solomon was like our generation and then like before I think, but like Elijah, that just keep coming back. Like, That's come back. I keep coming back. But I, I, but I do agree with your overall point, though, that Elijah, like, you don't hear as much about him. You don't hear that many sermons preached about him. Like, but he's a, I feel like he, he's a guy who should get a little bit more shine just for his devoutness. And then, like, his character arc, too, because it, it was like he was perfect straight throughout. Like, he had his moments of weakness where God to come and check him on that. And then even, like, when we was talking about a uh, time when he wasn't even in place, it got to someone completely different to deliver the message to Ahab. So, I mean, yeah, definitely... Definitely should get a little bit more shine. And so, like, back on that part, he ran away because he did not want to be killed. Mm -hmm. However, at that very moment, he did not want to be alive. He prayed to God um, that the Lord kill him. (laughs) Take my life. That's... You know, that was his prayer. Like, he did not want to be here anymore. You know what, you know what I'm saying? And so, like... I'm over it. <laughs> no, he was really over it, bro. And I ain't saying that to say, like, that was a sin or anything like that. Because, like, you could get to a point where it's like, bro, mm-hmm. nothing in life you care for, for real. Like, people could get, like, to that point, you know. People could lose everything. You understand what I'm saying? Or, I mean, yeah, this is... Like, you know, certain people, like... Like, my, um, my great-aunt... She mm-hmm. lived to be 95. But she didn't want to be here for a while. You understand what I'm saying? I, I get it. Her siblings are family. They, you know, her parents not here anymore. You know, you done experienced a lot of life. You done live past your three score and ten. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And so you could get that time. It's like, bro, honestly, you know, I ready to just go to sleep until, until the Lord remain. And that, that came early for Elijah because of the peril that he's facing farmings right mm-hmm. or maybe one farming right during for years but then you're surrounded by a bunch of israelites who want to worship idols and they trying to kill you along with all of the other <laughs> prophets that they already killed this uh, this is stress induced time for elijah and this is an everyday thing i gotta live in mm-hmm. caves i gotta rely on um ravens one day i wake up and some bread was just cooked for me on the coals you know what i mean like god i appreciate that but Elijah was depressed. I'd say that like, he he didn't want to be there, and I think that's it's important to mention because I think that directly relates to to what's going on here. Like he was done with Earth, you know what I'm saying? 
and the Lord granted his prayer, you know, because he sent a chariot and today is the day, you know, that he gets to actually go to heaven and, you know, see Jesus face to face and all that. So, very interesting God at Elijah. I agree. He's a, I'd like to do probably a deep dive on him a little bit more. You should do a sermon on him. <laughs> I might, bro. I might. <laughs> so now we see in, in verse nine, and it was so that they had, and it was so when they had crossed over that Elijah J said to Elisha S, ask what I might do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, please let a double portion of your spirit be upon me. Hmm. And that's, that's the word you said, like a double portion of your spirit to be upon me. What's your, what's your thoughts on that? I think he's, my thoughts is, well that, see, <clears throat> Elijah just put down his mountain on the Red Sea cross. Mm -hmm. right? You know, I don't know what his communication to God was or what his confidence in the Holy Spirit was. But it ain't like when Joshua and Moses did that, where God said, yo, X, Y, Z, and this thing going to be part, right? Now, granted, this man years after them, so he probably understand what God is capable of more than they did at the time because they, they hadn't known of it. But mm -hmm. he just walked to the thing and put the thing down. He put his mind, he walked to the, to the river, put, put the mantle down and struck the water and it divided. That's Holy Spirit right there. That's 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 serious Holy Spirit. Like I don't even know how to I don't even know how to describe it, bro. You got you got the confidence, you know, you connected with God, you know, you have the faith, and it is happening, right? You bring someone from the dead before, like your faith is probably off the off the meters, bro, for real. And so Elisha, his protege. His apprentice is saying, yo, when you go, you know, I, I I would like to ask if I can have a double portion of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. on me. You know what I'm saying? Um, in the Old Testament, they don't use that phrase, the Holy Spirit. Like how they, I don't think they use it at all. In the New Testament, not granted the word rock. Yeah. I think that's the Hebrew word for spirit. It's also like breath or like mist or something along mm -hmm. But they don't have the, the, the specific title like in the New Testament say the Holy Spirit came down in the form of a dove, stuff like that, you know. But definitely from context clues, you can see the spirit that is talking about us, God. Like you part in the Red Sea, like this man ain't no magician, like he ain't no sorcerer or anything like that. You know, he prays to the most high God. And it's because of that, you know, that these things are happening, and Elijah is asking for a double portion, you know, of, of that. It's interesting, right? Because we see, I think it was, it was a couple of things that's going to get played out as we go through the story. So it's like this kind of like a future looking, like, I guess, how I interpret it. We see Elijah, like, essentially asking, like, I want to make sure that people confirm that, like, I like people know that I'm taking over your ministry. Like, I'm worthy of it. And I want it to be like from God's very special blessing. And it's interesting too, because like, if you go through like the, the narrative of it all, Elijah had like seven miraculous things that seven stories that it was coming from. And, and then Elijah is going to have like 14. So like in literary context, they actually gave him like a double portion of miracles that, that would be attributed to Elijah. Right. But it's interesting too, because now we've seen this, this kind of reminds me of like a Solomon idea. What do you want? You must mm -hmm. have anything else you want, but you ain't asking for more fame. You ain't asking for more um, wealth. You ain't asking for more notoriety, no more power. You're saying, bro, I want to, I, I want to do to the best ability, the job that God has for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I mean, like we don't get that much context here, but you could read other like biblical narratives, uh, you know, some stuff by Ellen White, different like patriarchs and prophets, patriarch and prophet, different like biblical Probably commentaries, prophets and kings. Prophets and kings, <laughs> I mean, prophets and kings, another different biblical com commentaries, right? And you actually can see the narrative, like how much Elisha was with Elijah mm. up to this point, right? 
And think about it. You seeing for yourself first time the things that Elisha can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know the power come from the Holy Spirit, right? But it's like, you get that doubt in yourself. Like, yo, bro, can I live up to these expectations? Because mm. now I about to take over this ministry. Bro, can I do the things that I see this guy doing? This guy didn't bring a child back from the dead. This guy didn't tell a woman in a Doing a farming in full confidence. Your flour will not run out. Your oil will not run dry. And it happened. Mercy. You know what I'm saying, bro? We just walked across this thing. This guy touched the river with his with his cloak and the mm. river part. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, and yeah. I and, and and think about it now. It, it coming, it like it becoming real to you. Like, bro, you about to be gone. Mm. Not a short, like now it really gonna fall on my shoulder, bro. Like, how can I do the things? That you just did. And now people could be looking at me like, bro, you was Elijah's servant. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of the prophets get killed. So he ain't too much prophets to choose from, bro. You know what I mean? You was probably the most famous one. You you, you start the test of time. You speak against Ahaziah and his parents, Ahab and Jezebel, and you still around. And now I have to do that? Boy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so now it, to me, it's like at the beginning of Samson, like, bro, I'm asking for exactly what I need to get this job done. Mm-hmm. And oh. it ain't, like, it ain't trying to be too like boastful or nothing. Like, bro, I, I, man, if I'm going to be carrying on your ministry, bro, I, I almost need double the faith that you had just so I could overcome, <laughs> just so I could overcome my own self doubt mm-hmm. and then have the double portion of match to where you were to, to get to where you was. <laughs> Because you started off from level zero, bro. I had negative 20. So one one portioning ain't, ain't gonna bring me to your level. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I just think it's powerful too, because like when faced with this question, again, I always ask myself, like, what, what, what would I ask for? Mm-hmm. What, what would I ask for? You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and it's not too boastful, it's not too prideful, but it's like sincere. I think if you understand the severity of the moment, bro, I think you would do the right thing, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I appreciate the faith. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the faith. So we see in verse 10 now. So he said, you have asked. I just like, I just can imagine the snarkiness of Elijah too. <laughs> like, because we see Elijah been giving it up spicy yeah, to, yeah, yeah. Through, all his inter- through all his interactions. Like, oh, well. I was expecting this answer, boy. You ask a hard thing. You trying to match me? <laughs> you want double me? <laughs> you know what I'm calling? Hey, that's cocky. That was cocky. That was oh, my. But we see Elijah say, nevertheless. You got something? Sorry. No, no, no. no. I just going to get off some more. <laughs> Elijah say, nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from you, it shall be so for you, for you. But if not, it shall not be so. In other words, and this, and this kind of gives me the thing too, Elijah was giving him an out because again, I think Elijah knew like, yo, something miraculous is about to happen. I am perfectly fine being like Enoch and just banishing. You know what I'm saying? Because we see Elijah, like it looks like, again, it looks like he wasn't really trying to sp- spend too much, like bring too much light on it either because you see every other place, Elijah isn't talking about it. The other prophets are talking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is like the first time we've seen Elijah himself rec- like acknowledging like, yeah, I'm about to leave. So yeah. Go for it. My bar broke. My bar. No, go for it. Go for it. I was pretty much done. And so I wondering. All right. So fast forward. Mm-hmm. Elisha. Uh, it's a story, I think, Second Kings uh, 8, 9, 10, one of them. Well, not to spoil it too much, but Elisha is in trouble, right? And he's calm. Uh, uh army is against Elisha and, and he's calm. And he's Bro, like, I love that story so much. Right. And he's like open. The person love, he's with, he's like, open their eyes. So open their eyes so they could see. The legion of, of angels, the heavenly hosts. He's like, bro, you think we outnumbered? No, we have the numbers. We outnumbering them. And that's because the person couldn't see. So what I'm, what I'm, what I'm thinking here is that Elijah is saying, if the Lord reveals to you this supernatural thing, you might just see me vanish. But mm-hmm. what you can't see is this fiery is this fiery chariot that takes me to heaven? Now, if God allows you to see that, you would know that oh, you have already been granted the mm-hmm. double portion. 
You know what I'm saying? And I like that too because this this way I just get a little iffy with semantics. In in our day and age, in the English language, we use mm-hmm. the word spirit in multiple different ways, right? Spirit could mean um, supernatural being, mm-hmm. better, good or bad. So, generally speaking, it's like it's like it's not God. It's like but it's like an angel, basically. Mm-hmm. It could be a ghost. It could be a demon. It could be an angel. That's what we use the word spirit to mean. But spirit could also mean your motivation. Oh, that's the spirit. You know what I'm saying? You got school spirit, right? <laughs> I'm just thinking Indeed. about the ways that you were spared, right? Uh-huh. And here it says, give me a double portion of your spirit, right? And so, you know, some people believe immortality of the soul when you die, all of your consciousness roam as some sort of spirit or you become an angel or whatever, right? So now, but the point I'm trying to say is that's not to be confused with what is happening here. He is talking about the Holy Spirit. And the reason why we know this isn't anything that Elijah possesses because Elijah can say, yes, you can have a double portion of my spirit. If it's something that I have created and something something I can give you, it could have mm-hmm. been a yes or no. Mm-hmm. But what Elijah didn't even give him a yes or no. He said, bro, dog, you ask something hard. And the only way you know what happened is if you could actually see mm-hmm. this thing. Now, mm-hmm. mind you, Elijah ain't bringing the chariot. All he's doing is stepping on the chariot and the chariot doing the rest, you know? That's how I envision it. So Elijah have no part, Elijah have mm-hmm. no part to play in this. And he can't control what Elisha sees and what he doesn't see. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So from, from just based on his based on his verbiage, I know that they are talking about the Holy Spirit and he's saying, you will know that God has granted you the, the request that you ask of me if he allows you to even envision this type of thing because... You need to be in a certain faith and a certain consciousness regard to even see this type of thing. That's that's the way I interpret that. That's a good that's a good interpretation, honestly. And I like I like I like how you break that down just now. Because it ain't like again, like Elijah's like, yeah, for real, I can't do nothing about this. Right. And he's a straight up guy. That's the way I I that's that's what I get from Elijah. Like he's an upfront type of person, like mm-hmm. they, you know. Yeah, and, and to your point, like the power definitely ain't coming from him. So it's like as much as I want to be able to say, yeah, I bestow this upon you, like it ain't like a it ain't a crystal ball. Like this this power really coming from God. So God, only God Himself, mm-hmm. with through your faith and God Himself can grant you can, can grant you this. Mm-hmm. So and then in verse 11, then it happened as they continued on and talked that suddenly a chariot of fire appeared with horses of fire and separated the two of them. Wow. And Elijah went up by a whirlwind into heaven. There's the punchline. There's the climax. That's, that's it there. Imagine me and you walking, bro, on a fiery chariot just separates us, bro. Just separates, and you don't get burned. <laughs> no. You don't get burned. You might not even feel the heat. I also think that Elijah, you know, <clears throat> sometimes, let's say, let's say I get invited somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say my face good. So mm-hmm. I could get into this spot, right? Mm-hmm. But you won't go. And I tell you, bro, I know, dog. Like, they only let me in because true, they know me. Mm-hmm. I can't vouch for you. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's best you don't go. That's what I get from this whole story, you know, in a way. Because Elijah keep giving sure a, a way for him to stay put. Because when I disappear, bro, you just, depending on what type of connection you have with God, you might not even see anything. So you might just be walking with me and I am no more as like the quote unquote robbing the people <laughs> like like Enoch, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like he walking and he no and he is no more. You feel me? And so Elijah, I believe he's he keep trying to tell Shell, like, bro, God telling me go to Jericho, God telling me go this place. You know, you might as well stay. And he like, no. Elijah, like, no. I I but I soaking up as much time as I could with you. This might be my last, this probably will be my last time seeing you until resurrection. So I just chilling with you, you know, and so this the this the part where it finally happens. Um, the, the chariot, you know, come and split them two up. Yeah, and I mean, just separate whole tangent. So now we see Elijah was. We have a little bit more of his story, but we see Elijah was one of the second person in the Bible who has been, as we say, this term for it, translated into heaven. Those people who will be. Who are going to have without, without experiencing death? Mm-hmm. And this is a whole different topic we could get into, probably for another day. But 
Yeah, so Elijah is the representative of those who would be changed in a moment in the twinkling of the of an eye at the last Trump thing that's in what second Corinthians? First Corinthians? First Corinthians? I think it's first, 15. <laughs> first Corinthians 15. I'll go with that. First Corinthians 15. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so but Elijah represents those people. So we know in the Mount of Transfiguration when Jesus was about before he died and all that stuff. There was two there's two figures that appeared. One was Elijah, one was Moses. And Elijah was supposed to represent one the prophets, but also represent those who would die, I mean, who would not die and go to heaven. Some represent the people who know Jesus dying for their sins. And Moses was representing the law and also those who would die and then go to heaven. So it's, it's powerful. It's powerful. Um and just a and just a miraculous way to go up too. Like we know, you know, because all the Bible tells Enos walked with walked almost with no more. But then we see Elijah got swept up with chariots on a whirlwind, like oh, interesting. That's just what a what an entrance into heaven. Boy, oh boy, you riding style. <laughs> and just to know, I mean, like, I wonder what's going through Elijah's mind because like again, everyone know Elijah was about to go to heaven. I guess that might have been the prophecy, right? But to Elijah himself to know that, bro. I'm not even going to die. I'm probably going to be used as this symbology to go on for future generations, but I'm actually going to be able to experience life with God, like forever, right. instantly. Like that's, that's, that's like, I just wonder what was going through his mind. Like the thoughts to know, to me, to even know your own personal journey, like what you just been doing your last couple of years, everything with Ahab, everything with different prophets being on the run. Like, yeah. I, I wonder if when he was in the cave and the Lord showed him, revealed himself with the still small voice that spoke to Elijah, right? Mm-hmm. You know, that was around the time when Elijah asked God to kill him mm-hmm. or take my life, you know? I wonder if during that time the Lord explained to him. The plot. Do, yeah, uh, because from there... The next thing we know is, okay, anoint the king of Syria, anoint the king of Israel, and anoint the new prophet who coming into your place, Elisha, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, well, where I going? If if I have an apprentice, that must mean that he's going to take my shoes one day, when, and, you know, why? And so, you know, that could be a conversation we have as to how long did he know the plan, you know? You know, that's, that's what I'm thinking, but I don't know, it might not even be anything. It might just be, you know? You might can retire from being a prophet, just chill out. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I, I go have someone else do it for you. But at the end of the day, he got the answer. He didn't, he did God did not answer his prayer to die for him to die, but you know, he gave him one better. Mercy. Yeah. And then on verse 12, when Elisha saw it. So we see he did see what's happened. Yeah. And he cried out, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel and its horsemen. So he saw him no more. And he took a hold of his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. He also took up the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him. And he went back and stood at the bank of the Jordan. And he took the mantle of Elijah that had fallen from him and struck the water. And he said, and said, where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he had also had struck the water, it was divided this way and that. It was divided this way and that, and Elisha crossed over. Mercy. And I get, I like, it's like the, it's like, a, it's so funny because it's like the direct passing of the torch that we saw from Moses to, to Joshua. Yeah. Like Joshua. For those who, again, remember, I kind of touched on this earlier, but like Joshua, one of the signs that he definitely was Moses' successor was when he part the river Jordan. Bing. Because Moses did the same thing with the Red Sea. And so it was like, a, oh, God is definitely with God is definitely with him. He's definitely Moses' successor. We ought to follow him. And now we've seen Elisha. Elisha had, Elijah had just gone, just gone up to heaven, literally. This man, this man trying to, he's trying to process all this information. Like, it's one thing to know something's going to happen, but you never feel it until it does happen. It does. And so now it happened. Now we're here on my own. Hmm. Now he said, okay, Elijah's mantle had fallen. So he literally, it's quite, it's so, it's so funny. He quite literally has to pick up the mantle of Elijah. <laughs> quite literally. Right? And he said, okay. 
I saw it. That means I should have a double portion of this blessing. Let's go. In full confidence, strikes the water. And then he says, where is the God of Elijah? Hmm. And like people might, and on, like, even though when you read it, it might sound like he kind of was like, it was doubting. I don't even think he was doubting. He was just saying, yo, no, like God is with me now. Like, the, the God of Elijah is my God too. And God, guess just how God was with the just how God was with Elijah, God is now with me. Hmm. And we see he strikes the water and it path just like how it had just done for Elijah. And he's like, I'm here. There it is. There it is. We are <laughs> here. It's a new sheriff in town, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Where is he? The new sheriff in town. So now in verse 15, when the sons of the prophets who were from Jericho saw him. Make me laugh. <laughs> huh? This part make me laugh. Oh, yeah. They said, the spirit of Elijah rests on Elisha. And they came to meet him and bowed to the ground before him. Then they said to him, look now, there are 50 strong men with your servants. Please let them go and search for your master. Least perhaps the spirit of the Lord has taken him up and cast him upon some mountain or into some valley. <laughs> but Trudeau, <laughs> we know he's about to go up, but we didn't know the well. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, where's your faith, guys? <laughs> but they was like, bro, all right, he went up on a chariot. We're not denying that. But God might have just been taking him to a someplace mountain, else. <laughs> to someplace else. <laughs> Sound logic, I guess. <laughs> and he said, you shall not send anyone. But when they <laughs> urged him, tell he was ashamed. He said, send them. Therefore, send them they sent 50 men and they searched for three days, but they could not find them. But I'm like, bro, how y'all nagging me so much that I ashamed? He, I think they nag him so much that he like, all right, man. All right, bro. Like. <laughs> Just go. Right. And then, so now we see um, and, and verse 18, then when they came back to him, for he had stayed in Jericho, he said to them, did I not say to you, do not go? In other words, they might tell you don't go. <laughs> I tell you don't go. All right. All right. So now in verse 19, then the men of the city, then the men of the city said to Elisha, please notice the situation in the city is pleasant as my Lord sees, but the water is bad and the ground is barren. Then he said, bring me a new bowl and put salt in it. So they brought it to him. Then he went out to the source of water and cast the salt in there. And he said, thus says the Lord, I have healed this water. From it, there shall be no more death or barrenness. So the water remains healed to this day, according to the word of Elijah, which he spoke. What do you think about that? I don't know the box story, you know. <laughs> but at the end of the day, I, I do think this this way you're getting to see the um quote-unquote spirit, the Holy Spirit resting upon Elisha, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the, I, yeah, I just don't, I know, I know what to make about the water bar and the ground bar. Like, I, I get it, the ground, I don't know, bro. Like, because he said it would be no more death or barrenness. I think, you know, this water might have been locking something, you know what I'm saying, to actually hydrate the trees and the crops and stuff like that. Not really sure the science behind it, but probably the city was nice and pleasant. But it's like in this day and age, bro, we go to work and you can, have, you can find a job doing all type of different things. You know what I mean? I work mm -hmm. from home. You know, me and you work from home. But I, I think you might be. But anyway, I'm trying to tell all your business. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, continue. That, Back in them days, right? You had to work in the field and thing, bro. Like it was only a handful of jobs, but a lot of people used to self-sustaining because they, mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, you build your crops and stuff like that. You know, that's your way you can make money. Mm -hmm. But then that's a lot of times that's what you're spending your money on. You're spending on food and spices and all type of different things just so you can sustain and live. And so, one thing about a city, it have to be fertile. Like we have to be able to plant and grow stuff. You know, and so. The water wasn't, you know, the water wasn't doing that. And Elisha, you know, he blessed the water and the water, you know, the water was healed. Yeah, it's interesting, right? Because I can't remember the order of the miracles right now. So forgive me. But 
it to me is kind of interesting that one of his first miracles kind of dealt with like the healing of a land in some type of way because okay like one of the first things Elijah did was say bro a famine coming right and then he also was able to help the widow and the son sustain life throughout the famine one of the first things Elisha doing minus I'm not going to disregard the cat the parting of the parting of the Jordan River because that's a very important miracle so again like probably the second thing he's doing he's saying okay cool I'm going to like restore in some type of way some type of barrenness to the land or to like this this community like mm-hmm. i'm going to give you guys a, a, a way to survive throughout it all and i i again i i don't i didn't prepare the parallels between this so this just come to me but it's just interesting too that one of the first things he's doing is saying all right cool like i'm a i'm gonna heal you guys and we see he, again he's saying this power ain't coming from me the lord said i have healed this water and it's funny, right? He 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 healing the water by putting salt in it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my! I'm like, I, I just say, but you're just making the water salty. I think you're making the water worse right now. <laughs> but, right, you're taking away the hydration. <laughs> but our ways are not God ways. Exactly. And God knew what the and God knew it's probably the salty and even probably do nothing. A lot of times with, with these miracles, you see God do stuff that is like the opposite of what should happen like when the fire was about to come down for Elijah with on the altar and he said yo just pour a bunch of water on water it, on it. Yep. you know what I mean it's like no but that makes it less flammable bro like you know what I mean like, well, I said, that's the point, <laughs> yeah, that's the point. <laughs> oh my um so the water means to this day anyway so in verse 23 then he went up from there to Bethel and as he was going up the road, some youths came from the city and mocked him and said to him, go up, you bald head. Go up, you bald head. <laughs> oh, this man does always make me laugh. So <laughs> it's the only description we have of Elisha thus far, bro. And it's, and it's interesting, right? Because in direct parallel to Elijah, we know Elijah was described as a hairy man. Yes. Elisha what? is described as a hairless man. <laughs> no. I'm just saying. It was right that's, there, Kasi. What no, you no, want me to do? Keen observation, bro. I, I didn't put that together. It was right not, there. Did not put that together. The that's, the, that's, the, that's the most opposite of hairy you could be. But this this but this the thing though. You see, Elisha just call Elijah my father, right? Mm-hmm. Now that could be respect. But I did think that Elijah was older than Elisha, right? However, Definitely was, yeah. Right, but how old could Elisha be? He might just, he might just, you know, he might just have a, you know, I don't know what the proper term for it, but that might just be how his hair grew, but not like to say he was old some, enough to have a... Some people suffer from early hair loss, Kasi. That's true. That's true. And I'm wondering if that applies to him or if he was just old enough to have a ball head. You know what I mean? Like, Some people is a choice. Old, if he was that old, how old was Elijah? You know what I mean? Like, should he be your father? Questions and need answers. For real, bro. Because we know Elijah, mother and father, was still around when he was mm-hmm. called into ministry. You know what I mean? I don't know if that tells us anything, but... Yeah, I know the the youth though. <laughs> Eli Shaw obviously wasn't a youth because the youth they sure made some separation between him and them. <laughs> oh my! So we turned around in verse twenty four. He turned around and looked at them, and pronounced a curse on them in the name of the Lord. And two female bears came out of the woods and mauled forty two of the youths. Mercy. Boy, mercy. <laughs> Why are you laughing at the youth, man? You know, like we just say that's what you get. <laughs> but my word, bro. You call someone ballhead by on a, on a bear come and get you, bro? My question is, how many youth were there to begin with? We know 42 were mauled. Is that all of them? Or was there 50 or 100, you know? That's what I think when I see like numbers. <laughs> but in a matter of fact, they say 42 of them. Right. That means by some get away. Yeah. <laughs> it was only two bears, man. Because I think it's by how oh, 42 of y'all let two bears strike y'all by after, <laughs> by after <laughs> one and two. Wait, <laughs> after one and two get strike, mate, I was out of there. For real. 
What? Bro, I see that bear who's out there. What? <laughs> but he might have chased me and I might have been number one. Wait, bear's fast, mate. Uh, well, I should say she might have chased me. <laughs> she bear. But again, I think it's also just like further like emphasizing that, you know, Elijah is a prophet of God now. And he definitely did take over Elijah's like, you know, ministry. And again, so y'all come here mocking the man of God and y'all trying to mock me in a way to saying, yo, yo, you go up like Elijah. Like, hold on, bro. Hold on. Relax. Relax. Relax, little youth. She may go up like Elijah, bro. Like, all right, now I can give you a parallel. Mm-hmm. I can give you a parallel. It ain't direct parallel. They tell him go up, right? Mm-hmm. But remember the 50 men, well, the 102 men, I'll say the two fifties and the captain, mm-hmm. he's telling Elijah to come down. Come down. And they get, they thinks, for lack of better words, <laughs> you understand what I said? They get That's what it. they was looking for. For real. And so now you see this, you see the same thing, the same type of disrespect. Mm-hmm. But no, this might even be more disrespectful, number one, because I am your elder. And number two, you insulted me, bro. Like the other people, they was the other, the, the 50 men, they were kind of patronizing me in a way. But you insulted me. Go up, you ball at. Oh, why are you why are you body shaming me, bro? Like, of course, these things type of things probably wasn't around back then, right? But why you why why you why you doing this, bro? I well, just this means the, so much to you. <laughs> I, hear, I just healed the water. Why are y'all teasing me? Why are y'all trying to make a mockery of me? You know what I'm saying? What going on? Or maybe what type of, what possessed y'all to do this? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like this says a lot about these young men. Like this a prophet. Mm-hmm. Why would you mess with, like real no talk? Yeah, like why wouldn't you respect a prophet, especially during these times when you notice someone who connected to God, like in this day and age, a lot of people just throw the name prophet on, on them. Mercy. Just because they speak in tongues or because they inspirational. And I and I being real, bro. A lot mm-hmm. of times, bro, people don't be prophesying, nothing especially. Not the way all the Bible speaks of prophets. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or the, the, a lot of times in the Christian church, bro, I've seen this, bro, especially in the Bahamas. The people call themselves prophet. They act like fortune tellers, bro. Oh, I see a, I see a hurricane. I see a hurricane. But in the Bible, you know what I'm saying? It might say the Lord came to Nakaz and told him X, Y, Z. So I relay the message you know, or I go mm-hmm. to sleep. You know what I'm saying? And the Lord. So when Saul wanted a word from the Lord, the Bible says that he was not visited by prophet or dream or Urim. You understand what I'm saying? And so a lot of times like people just put on that name prophet and they just inspirational people, bro. They just want to speak life into you. They want to tell you, yo, you're going and you bless on the way in, you bless on the way out. No weapon form against you shall prosper. Bro, I ain't denying none of the blessings that are in the Bible, right? Mm-hmm. But in this time, you had someone that was healing. You understand what I'm saying? This is going to be someone who, who raised the dead. Or let's say, let's say none of his accolades even happened to their knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. You know, how prophets are and you know what prophets do during this time frame during this day and age why are you disrespecting them would you have done this to a king would you have done this to a soldier would you have done this to any other person in authority why are you doing this like what in you making you feel this way like and that's 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 the way i kind of analyze this situation why would i just go and disrespect a pastor you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying or a monk or some religious leader i ain't just going up to the pope and saying Push out you boil it as if I if I do that today, you would think, and, and it does apply too. <laughs> if if I was to do that today, people would say I have some type of animosity towards him or mm-hmm. some type of motive, you know. And so I believe it's the same thing here, bro. Like they might have, uh, you never know, they might have been worshiping Beelzebub or all that other things, and they were saying, boy, we don't want this prophet by around us, bro. Leave, you know. And so far, yeah. Quite yeah, possibly could have been the case. Yeah, I think that's what happened. That's my thoughts. One more line and we done. <laughs> then he went from Carmel and then he returned to Samaria. And that's the end of 2 Kings 2. So it's a lot. It's, I mean, it's like a sh- it was one of the shorter chapters, but it's a lot that happened. It's a lot yeah, that a happened. Lot of different things. Yeah, it's a lot of yeah, it's a lot of different things, but man, like that's a lot. It's funny. So it's a lot of like stuff that could have been like standalone sermons almost but god's ways is not always man that's just that's just because there's so many other questions like elijah like what made elijah the one since enoch mm-hmm. Real talk. like what made like against because like i had other i have other nominations that i could have from the some of the 
some of the people we have discovered so far. You know what I'm saying? I have some nominations, you know what I'm saying? But like, again, my ways, his days are not our ways. And you know, everything aligned in prophecy and mm-hmm. everything so connected and interwoven, like like what you were talking about on, on, on Transfiguration. <clears throat> Certain people who I listen to that um break down the Bible, it's just one guy, bro. School for Prophets. Shout out School for Prophets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A lot of times he shows types, mm-hmm. bro. Like and some of the types, some some like when I say type, he is showing like the foreshadowing of Jesus, right? Or the foreshadowing to something that Jesus did, right? So now, if we didn't have the person who um was translated, who, who saw heaven without death, right? We wouldn't. In the New Testament, when uh, when they were on Mount Transfiguration, we wouldn't see what that represents. What that represents, and I was saying, Tilla, he does a good job of showing certain things. But it might be certain stuff where I, I'd be like, uh, I think that's a reach, you know what I mean? Or I got to do more research on that. But he does he does show a lot of parallels. So sometimes that's what I I tend to think. And it might not be a situation of like who else met the criteria, but it didn't happen to, but it might've been that I needed someone specifically to fulfill this prophecy that is, or to set a groundwork. I need someone to be the type so that the anti-type can happen on on, on Mount Transfiguration. You know what I'm saying? It Mm might've been, you know, in God's plan, he might say, man, I only want two people to actually go because it, it represents something else. So I might want this person to go, or it might be that no one else fulfill the requirements to be, you know, translated. And I think like some of the beauty of it too, is that we're not supposed to know. Yeah. Because we're human beings and people could fight me on this. But if we knew exactly that there was a criteria to do, that's all we would be aiming for. It's like if you have a conversation with your boss and your boss say, hey, guys, if you do X, Y, and Z, you guarantee to make 50K more and like a big promotion. Like, that's all I got to do? Oh, yeah, I do. Tell me this two years ago, man. I don't know. Knock this out for you. Yeah, well, I can do X, Y, and Z. Because now at this point, you don't even, you ain't doing it because you care about your job and you're just doing it because, okay, I want the reward at the end. And God said, no, that, I don't want that from y'all. I want this love and service because you actually truly love me. You believe in me. You believe what I can do for you. Believe you can see what I'm. You can see what I have done for you. You believed in my Son Jesus Christ. You believe that was the one true way. Like I want you to come to these things of your of your own fruition and love me because you love me, not because you want to do X, Y, and Z just to come and chill in the big mansion at the end of the day. No. And so I think that's the beauty of it. Like as humans, we would wonder what it took to make the criteria. And God, when we, when we get to when we ask questions, God would be like, "There was no criteria." <laughs> Because it, it, it like it really reminds me like this like like the master in the like the parable of the master went at different times of the day and offers a day's wages wages to every every different but different people because God literally said in the, the day did you not make it to heaven as well so so what's the issue some people got here a little bit faster <laughs> some people had to, some people died some people didn't die. All right. Some people accepted me from the beginning of their life and never tarried. Some people accepted, straight away came back. And some people lived their whole life for sin. They came to me at the end. But what does it matter? You know what I'm saying? We all made it here at the end of the day. And so, I don't know, man. It's, it's different ways to look at it. It's different ways to look at it. And in my limited wisdom, that's, you know, nothing compared to God. You would have these questions, but to God, he, God, God knows the answer, obviously. But God's like, at the end of the day, what does it matter to you? Hmm. Like our focus should be us trying to make it to heaven, doing what we know, living our lives accordingly to his will, following his word, keeping his commandments, and knowing that someday, hopefully in his will, that our names aren't blotted out of the book of life, that we could what but we could also like, you know, dwell with him in paradise. So I think that should be all our goals and I think that's kind of the importance of it. Elijah has now ascended to heaven in a fiery chariot. And the prophet Elisha 
has now taken its place. Since the passing of King Ahab, the Moabites have rebelled against Israel. And now, the kings of Israel, Edom, and Judah have come to Elisha for help. They need to hear a word from the Lord. But we'll talk more about that on the next episode of A Breath of Fresh Air. Tonight's episode included voice acting by your hosts, Earl Roberts and the Cars Gay. Remember to go ahead and research on your own in order to get a more firm understanding of tonight's episode. And if you enjoyed it, make sure to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can follow us on social media at A Breath of Fresh Air Pod on Instagram and B O F A P O D on Twitter. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next week.